I've held a VFR pilot's license since 1988 and have around 1,100 hours in command. Recently, I was involved in an incident which could have ended in tragedy. School holidays had just begun and my 12-year-old son had convinced me that I should fly him to a friend's farm near Miname in far western Victoria. I checked the weather and found a suitable time to fly, as the weather was forecast to deteriorate the next day. The flight from Tyab, Victoria was uneventful in clear conditions and I landed my Cessna 182RG on the property dirt strip. I stayed overnight and planned to get away in the morning as there was an anticipated change later in the day. The weather forecast in the morning predicted a northwesterly wind of 28 knots at my intended cruising level of 5,500 feet. This would give me a nice tailwind. And there were some isolated thunderstorms well south of my proposed route. With some fresh farm produce on board and leaving my son for a stay over, I took off heading for Tyab into a stiff breeze and a darkening sky to the west. I then turned onto my southeast heading and continued climbing to 5,500 feet. I was in clear, smooth flying conditions, so I set the autopilot with a 190 knot ground speed, 26 knots faster than the 182RG's cruise speed. My ground speed indicated the wind was significantly stronger than predicted in the vicinity of 40 knots. I was whipping along. My first waypoint, Balmoral, came up quickly, and not long after I crossed the Victoria Range, the first part of the Grampians, which was some 2,500 feet below me. In no time, I was flying over Victoria Valley and fast approaching the second ridgeline, the Serra Range, when all hell broke loose. It felt like my head had been rammed into a brick wall. I was dazed. My headphones were hanging around my neck, which was aching, and I had a metallic taste in my mouth. I'd bitten heavily into my tongue. After a few moments, I came to my senses. I was sure the aircraft was seriously damaged and the thought crossed my mind I might have to deal with the crash. But unbelievably, the incident had left the wings level with a slightly nose-down attitude and I was only a couple of hundred feet below my cruise altitude. I turned the autopilot off and scanned the rest of the aircraft. Incredibly, it seemed intact. I then cautiously checked the control operations, which were normal, as was the engine. I was sad, sore and sorry, but still able to fly. I considered landing at Hamilton, but once I'd confirmed the plane was operating normally, I decided to continue to my destination. So, what had happened? Initially, I thought of a bird strike, or had I hit another plane? Clearly, my head had hit the roof, and this was further confirmed by my bleeding tongue. And sadly, my gifts from the farm were now a complete mess. The apples strewn about the cabin and broken eggs decorating the seats. I contemplated my situation and deducted that I had hit some sort of extreme turbulence and somehow I'd lost some 150 to 200 feet in a split second. I knew something of mountain waves and as a regular flyer over the Grampians, I've always been cautious in my approach when tracking into a wind which is at right angles to the mountain range. I would always fly an oblique approach to allow for an easy retreat should I detect downdrafts or severe turbulence. However, as I was flying with the wind at 5,500 feet, I was thinking I was above the danger zone for this sort of turbulence. As the pain and blood in my mouth subsided, I came to the conclusion I must have flown through a rotor. 
which was the result of mountain wave turbulence activity. Although I had my seatbelt on, I'd loosened it a little, and I'm 195 centimetres tall, meaning my head's pretty close to the cabin roof. I could have been knocked out, and the outcome would have been much worse. Having now read more on lee wave turbulence, mountain waves and rotors, this may have been an error. In hindsight, all the conditions were right for these to be present over the Grampians on the day of my incident. A 25 knot plus wind at right angles to the direction of the ranges, coupled with insufficient altitude to be positively clear of turbulence. On reflection, when I became aware of the increased wind velocity, I should have either climbed to 7,500 feet before flying over the Grampians to allow increased clearance from any turbulence activity. Or better still, planned to fly via Dunkeld, thereby avoiding the range. The other thing which is easy to do, but often overlooked, keep your seatbelt done up tightly in any conditions. The next day I had my lamey look over my aircraft, which all checked out okay. 